When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome to another, the 12th edition of Blockbuster Mentality. I'm your host, Ben Secord. With me, as always, is your co-host, the one and only Brandon H. No one puts baby in a corner. That is correct. Wish uh, you folks were listening a few seconds ago. We had some some fun times before pushing record that Brandon, yes, Brandon ruined several recordings. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. I apologize, but I don't. I think this is a final cut. As always, I'm excited for the show, man. Hey, me too, sir. Me too. What do we got on tap tonight, sir? Oh, man. Or should I say today? I apologize. Yes, it is Friday, April 22nd, 2016, and we're going to discuss Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson. They're in talks for the Jumanji remake. John Favreau. Uh, to executive produce Avengers Infinity War. Um, got Magnificent Trailer, Magnificent 7 trailer dropped. J.J. Abrams talks identity of Ray's parents, and we have a lot more. So sit back and relax. We're going to talk some movies. But Yay. as always, we always like to go over the past week's box office results. Because we're kind of competitive and we give predictions every week of where we think the top five will fall. That we do. Yes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say right off the bat, man, you did excellent. I know we're supposed to be trash talking, but I'm blowing smoke your way, so And I'm in hell. <laughs> you you sure are. <laughs> oh wow, okay. It's that kind of show today, folks. All right. All right, so number one in its first week. We have The Jungle Book getting a whopping $103.2 million at the box office this weekend. Yep. Number two, uh, The Barbershop, The Next, or Barbershop, The Next Cut gets $20.2 million. The Boss at number three with $9.9 million. Batman v Superman in its fourth week falls to number four with nine million, and Zootopia in its seventh week at number five with eight point one million. Ooh, ooh, man, yeah, Zootopia's hanging in there. But um, the uh, why I said you did so well, you got it exactly right, except for number five. You had Criminal in there at number five instead of Zootopia. Yeah, seven weeks long. I thought Zootopia was definitely going to be out, but I was wrong. Yeah. A little bit, but hey, you did better than me. I, I went with Jungle Book, The Boss, BVS, Barbershop, and then Zootopia. Um, so it was a little off there, but kudos to you. But yeah, Jungle Book, man, $103 million? Dude, Holy is, crap. What was it, the second largest April opening, I think they said? Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. It's insane. And um, yeah, that's $175 million budget. It's already made $103 million just and that's just in the U.S. alone, so... Yeah, Disney's banking on that. Dude, Disney's just killing the movie game between all the properties they own. It's just stupid. I know. They're taking over the world, the movie world and the real world. But that is the box office this week. We'll obviously get into what we think will happen next week a little later on in the show. But, Brandon, what is our first topic this week? Well, like you uh, touched on already, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart and talk for Jumanji, Jumanji Reboot. Uh, if you don't remember, Jumanji uh, had Robin Williams in the original cut, and it was a children's board game that when you rolled the dice, whatever you rolled, your piece moved, and whatever it said happened in real life. So it was actually a pretty funny movie. Enjoyed it. You know, Robin Williams was diverse over his career. You know, he did Miss Doubtfire. He did Insomnia. I mean, he, he played all kind of roles, but I thoroughly enjoyed Jumanji. That was one of my favorite movies. But according to Variety... Um, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, which if you don't know, they just hosted the MTV Movie Awards, and they actually have another movie coming out together, Central Intelligence. Um, Variety reports they're in early talks to uh, be in the movie, 
despite heavy workloads and other upcoming projects. So that'll be interesting to do that. And I think, I mean, like the article brings out, um, that will all depend on how Central Intelligence does. If the movie flops, you know, good chance they might not be asked to be in a movie. But if it does well, yeah, I could see it definitely happening. What do you think about that? Yeah, Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson on the business side of things, obviously they're uh it's it's the way to go they're huge names right now they're pulling in the money in the box office here and there i just i i think people are gonna start getting sick of kevin hart and dwayne johnson but i i did i mean i love jumanji as well um you know i was always been a big robin williams fan so it's gonna be interesting the take that's gonna be on it with kevin hart and and dwayne johnson because obviously they're not gonna go with the same you know, total remake because yeah. if they're in it, I mean, it was a what a husband and wife in it. I don't think were they husband. No, they husband were. And wife, fr- they were played the game together when they were kids. Right. Yeah. He disappeared and, in the game, and then yeah, him and Bonnie Hunt, and then yeah, the t- the two kids. So and then, but if you have Dwayne Johnson and and Kevin Hart in it, you know that's obviously going to be a quite the different story. Maybe they were the two friends that played it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I really wish Robin Williams was still around. He would be awesome to be. In the remake, I'm in. I just, you know, but... So is it definitely a remake, or is it... I mean, like, the article keeps saying remake, so... Okay. Or does it say reboot? Um, no, it says getting a remake. So, I mean, it looks like they might start the whole thing all over again. Yeah. So, yeah, it should be interesting. Like I said, on a business side of things, obviously, it's the way to go right now. They're huge names at this point, making money, so why not? I mean... Man, 1995. That's when I moved <laughs> Yeah, 1995. That's, that's I, definitely crazy. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the theaters. Yeah, me too. That was... And Oh, yeah, Kirk Kirsten Dunst was in that. She was one wow, of the kids. she was a little kid. Yep, yep. Didn't even realize that. Hello, Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> Why, hello there. But, yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, like, like I said, big names... Uh, show me the first trailer, and I'll let you know. Yeah, they need to hope Central Intelligence doesn't flop. Yeah, know, exactly. So. Yeah, that. I mean, you, you got to think that studios are going to want to see how their other films are going to do before they totally jump on it. But yeah, uh, I I don't see how that won't make money. I mean, comedy with them too looks hilarious to me. I mean, I I'll spend money on it. So, oh, me too, absolutely. So yeah. Um, so we shall see with that. Obviously, it's not confirmed yet, but it's just something to keep an eye on, and we'll certainly keep you updated as the story on that develops. Um, but we have another news story. Do we? We sure do. Um, <laughs> as we said also before, John Favreau, who'll be the executive producer of Avengers Infinity War. You know what the funny thing is, too? I'm like, as I was reading over the articles, checking out a bunch of different stuff. He doesn't get enough credit. You know, everybody thinks Robert Downey Jr. is the face of Marvel, but it was John Favreau who actually um, produced Iron Man, got the movie going. Yep. He's one actually casted our, uh, Robert Downey Jr., so he doesn't get enough credit, but he's one that pretty much started the whole entire Marvel franchise. I mean, uh, he doesn't get, I mean, I really wish he got more credit than he, than he does, but, um, so it'll be interesting, but yeah, so he just confirmed, despite, Already being signed to probably do the Jungle Book too, which was already greenlit. Jungle um, Book two, two, the sequel. Okay. Yeah, so it's already been greenlit uh, because of obviously how much money it, it's making already. But um, he said, yeah, he's going to come back and help executive produce. Uh, and in fact, I'll quote him: "I'm going to be executive producing the Avengers films with the Russo brothers, which I'm very excited about. I talk to him about it all the time. I work both in front and behind the camera with Marvel, and I really love what they're doing right now. So." Obviously, he's kept up with what Marvel's doing. I know, you know, a lot of people thought he was disgruntled after Iron Man um, 2. Um, but, you know, he also goes on to say that he declined Iron Man 3 because he just dedicated so much time to um, making those movies back-to-back pretty much. So he wants to take a little step back and do something different. So it's cool to see that he's back um, leading the charge or help leading the charge again. Yeah, because he was in – he directed – both Iron Man and my Iron Man 2 and starred in, well, didn't star. He was more of a supporting role, but he was in both of them. And then he didn't direct Iron Man 3. He was still in that. So, you know, at least yep. he was a good sport about that. And so I, I think it's good news, obviously. Um, how much say he'll have in anything, any creative power, who knows? I mean, 
I can't imagine they just are because usually executive producers are just slapped on a movie just to try to get it mm-hmm. buzz and get people get people's attention. That's why Steven Spielberg's name is attached to so many movies, just because they know just his name alone will sell tickets. Um, but with a company like Marvel, MCU, Disney, um, I, I don't see that that's the reason why they would do this. So I think I'm thinking he's going to have some sort of control, which is great. Like you said, he basically started it all. I mean, he started the MCU. He's the reason we have Robert yep. Downey Jr. and why we have Iron Man and why the MCU is what what it is today. So, and with Infinity Wars, which is the third Avengers film, kind of is like the almost like the the grand finale, finale. of this yep. era of the MCU. It's Good. It's pretty cool that it kind of goes full circle that he's back for that. It would be cool if he would direct it, but obviously I'm very happy that the Russo brothers are doing it as they did Winter Soldier and Civil War. Yeah, what do you, what do you think the chances are that Disney can talk him into talking RD, RDJ into doing an Iron Man 4? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. seems to just go wherever the money is. So, I mean, I think if you offer him enough, he's going to do it. I mean, it seemed like he was done after iron man 3 with standalone movies but then he agreed to civil war now he's agreeing to be in the new spider-man reboot so i mean i think the chances are pretty high that he could be in a fourth iron man movie whether it's kind of a you know obviously he can't be iron man forever and if they want to continue the mcu forever you know kind of maybe like a passing of the torch movie you know um i don't know you know how aligned with the comics that is but you know they they're going to have to recast at some point uh-huh. whether it be a reboot or if they want to continue this universe. I mean, what do you think the chances are? Uh well, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you said if you throw enough money. I mean, I think he would like to get his final uh swan song per se. So maybe him go out with a bang, uh his own solo movie and it like you said whether they recast it or don't. I'd be it'd be awesome to see an Iron Man 4. And yes, my friends, you did hear Benjamin correctly. Robert Downey Jr. has been confirmed to be in Spider-Man. I know we touched on it last week. Definitely confirming it. He has confirmed to sign on for Spider-Man movie. So, yes, you will see more of Robert Downey Jr. besides the Avengers Infinity Wars. Look at that. I just dropped a news story without even knowing he it. He didn't even know it, people. But, yes, it's true. Confirmed. He is locked in for Spider-Man. So, before we... Uh, this is random. I'm just throwing this at Ben. What do you think about him being in Spider-Man? Is that, that's obviously going to be good for the franchise. Yeah, but. it piques my interest a lot more. I mean... I wasn't crazy. I mean, I loved The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. I wasn't crazy about the second one, so it kind of put a little bad taste in my mouth with Spider-Man. And since it's still with Sony, you know, they still have basically total power over what they do with Spider-Man. Kind of makes me iffy about the movie, but now that he's, you know, agreed to be in it, Makes me feel a little better, you know, that it is even more attached to the actual MCU, that they are working together with Marvel Studios to make this, you know, a great character, a great movie. So I I love I love that news and can't wait to see it even more now, even with that crappy title of a movie. Why? (laughs) You just love to throw that in my face. I hate the title of the movie. (laughs) You know, I hate it. I've yeah. hated it for like the last two or three weeks we've talked about it, and then you say it with a smile. Yeah, this is the, I think this is the third week in a row we've talked about uh, it. So, oh, my yeah, God. That's... Can we just stop? I just almost want to – can we stop? To, I don't even want to keep going now. Oh, all right. Disgusting. Well, guys, that's our show. Um, is Brandon is being a little girl about things. Uh, so let him let him go cry in the corner, and I'll – Nobody I'll puts baby watch. in the corner. Nobody. <laughs> oh, Nobody man. makes me bleed my own blood. But speaking of – Avengers 3 Infinity Wars. Mm-hmm. Back, I don't know when it was, like six months ago, maybe close to a year, the Russo brothers who are directing Avengers 3, they've also directed Captain America Winter Soldier, and they're directing the upcoming Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, they had tease that Avengers Infinity War Part 1, Part 2 will feature at least 67 characters. Um but it looks like they they are they did elaborate on that a little more with uh um what is it here Marcus and McFeely oh at the okay Marcus and McFeely the Huffington Post uh reported um so this is a quote from the Russo brothers they say 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a quote from uh, Christopher Marcus from Huffington Post. While I'm totally butchering this news story. Um, he He said, well, I mean that number is literally... That doesn't seem like proper English. Anyways, that number comes from the fact that that is everyone who has already been introduced. Um, he goes on, if you line up all the characters who are available to use from the prior Marvel Studio movies, it racks up to about 60-something characters, let alone the new ones you could bring in. Um, and then they explain further, uh, we had our office filled with carbs, cards of everybody who was alive and available, and the R Russo brothers came in and went, whoa, so does that mean that everyone is, you know, there is not going to be 67 lead parts? Yeah. Yeah, are you, I, I this the, this, the, the, this article is written so weird. Yeah, now what I think they're pretty much saying is this. Okay, it's, wait. Okay, so the Russo brothers said, "Whoa," and then the Huffington Post guy said, "So that does not mean that everyone is, you know, there is not going to be sixty-seven lead parts." That I mean, that seems, like, and we already knew that. I mean. Yeah, well, see, the Russo, I watched that press conference when they said that, or what was like a, I forgot what clip that was on, but I watched something where they were answering questions, and they said 67 characters, and everybody's like, holy crap. Well, pretty much, you know, the screenwriters, McFeely, is that his name, McFeely? He's one of the screenwriters for the movie. No, they're saying that if you watched all the Marvel movies, out of all the characters they've had, it equals up to about 60 characters. So, in essence, the Russo brothers are almost given the appearance of, 67 characters a lot of them brand new that's that's yeah what a lot of people took that as like well, man a lot of that's gonna be a lot of new characters uh they pretty much debunked that and said no that's characters from all the movies right and it's not all superheroes it's 67 characters yep. you know including like the pepper pots and the yep. you know jane foster yeah. the general thunderbolt ross yeah so i mean it i mean you know, I'm still having my fingers crossed. We'll get some of the Defenders, a.k.a. from Netflix, to come up. But. Yeah, that would be cool. But, I mean, minus the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor and Than or Thor and uh, Hulk, I mean, pretty much all the superheroes that are in Civil War are going to be in this. I yep. mean, unless they do include the Netflix series. But, yeah, I mean, I think people kind of went crazy with that 67 characters thing. I mean, it didn't seem like... I, I never got that impression that that's what it meant. So, you know, a lot of new characters. There's I mean, 67 of them. I, I didn't. I, I thought maybe you know you get little glimpses of some characters here and there fighting around the earth, and yeah, they wouldn't focus too much. But you'd be like, oh, I know that guy. You know, you still got Captain uh, Marvel. The movie hasn't come out yet. You still have Wasp. You still have Doctor Strange. Possibly the Inhumans. You know, there's a lot of other characters that still have to be introduced. It's going to be interesting to see how they plot these movies because Avengers 1 takes place and then there's like three other solo movies and then Avengers 2. So there's a lot of time and space and things they have to calculate and make work. So it's kind of, it'll be kind of interesting to see how they go with this. I don't, I don't know, man. It's, I, I can't wait to see when they bring Red Skull back. It's happening. You watch. I mean, Hugo Weaving is signed just like every person to Marvel signed to a multi-picture deal, but he said... He didn't want to come back, just like Natalie Portman said. She didn't want to come back. I guess when you're under contract, sometimes you do stuff you don't want to do. But yep. it'll be interesting. I mean, if, if worst case scenario, I think he'll be back. I do too. Obviously, if Thanos is control of one of the, well, I guess the cosmic cube was a stone. It turned out to be so. But even if he doesn't come back, I mean, it's Red Skull, so they could recast. Put, yeah, yeah, they could exactly. put makeup on someone, and you wouldn't even know the difference. So. I, I think he'll come back, but either even so, man, I can't, is it 2018 yet? Like seriously, this is yeah, I, I, brother. I, even though I mean, we, Civil War this year, right we got there with you. you're Strange. being greedy. You're being I know, greedy. I know. Just I gotta take what we can get right now. Still excited for Civil War. Couple couple more weeks for that. So, all right. Why don't you give the next news story since I butchered the last one? Well, okay, yeah. So, do you know what the next news story is? I do know what the next news story is, but I was thinking out loud, okay, that we should do some shots of fireball. But one, two, three, shot. Okay, so actually, the next one is uh, it's a rumor. It's another thing that's floating around in the movie cloud. Uh, a mystery X Men character will be making her feature film debut in Wolverine Three. 
we know human Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart are already on board for Wolverine three. Uh, we know that the movie is taking place in the future. Well, rumor out of superhero hype, our buddies over there, uh, they're reporting that they're going to be introducing X-23. Now, for those who don't know who X-23 is, it is the 23rd clone of Wolverine. The other 22 attempts failed. She was 23. So that's why she got the nickname X-23. Um, she was in X-2, right? No. Oh, that wasn't no. her, was it? Mm-mm. Oh. Yeah, she's never been in any of the films. She's like a late combo character. Her thing is, she has claws. Two that pop out of her hand. And guess where the third one pops out? Her butt. No. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Um, actually, out of her feet. Her third claw pops okay. from her. So she's got two claws on her hand, one on her feet. Same mutant powers as Wolverine. She has... Superhuman strength, enhanced reflexes, heightened agility, and accelerated healing factor, just like Wolverine. So she's, like I said, X-23, it makes sense. The 23rd clone, the first successful first successful clone out of the 23 attempts. Um, so, you know, they said that the movie is casting a Caucasian, Hispanic, or Asian-looking female over the age of 21, specifically a height of 4 foot four to four foot eleven and a size zero to four with dark brown hair which pretty much fits the description of x23 so yeah i and, and that sounds exactly like who was in x2 who was in x2 if that wasn't her <laughs> x2 i'm trying to think of who you're talking about next to the right now. chick she was like you're Asian talking looking? about no you're talking about our good friend lady deathstrike oh okay, and she so. is one of wolverine's uh main arch enemies but they kind of butchered her character uh, they didn't butcher they butchered it a lot uh, and yet x2 is one of your favorites isn't it yeah but hey i mean who the nightcrawler scene come on now opening credit scene nightcrawler the white house the other storyline other than that was pretty good and i mean that's one thing out of all i mean we could talk about x-men 3 x-men united that was a horrible movie but you don't see me bringing that up do you true this is true um yeah i mean her character is a cool character in the comics i mean i kind of stopped reading when she came aboard but um yeah i mean it'll be interesting especially if you jackman you gotta think about this way Obviously, you're going to keep the franchise going. Hugh Jackman's retiring. I guess the next best, next best thing is, hey, X-23 fills in a role, takes care of two purposes at once. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it's my guess why they're doing it. Yeah. I wish I knew more about the character and about the stuff. I think it sounds like a cool character. Um, so... I'm down. Just so we don't have a a casting yet. It's just they're looking for someone that's fits the profile. Someone that fits the profile. I mean, we should have that. I mean, they're going to be filming soon. I'm trying to find out when the date starts. Uh, March 3rd, 2017 is when the movie comes out. So I'm expecting, since it should be going in production not too far from now, we should be getting some more announcements. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the Boyd Holbrook from Gone Girl, uh, he joined the cast as a film's villain. They announced that to you. So, yeah, I mean, I'm s- announcement, official announcement should be here sooner than later. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then when, do we have a, re- what's the release date on that? That would be March 3rd, 2017. 2017, okay. So, yeah, they we should be hearing something. Slices and dice it's its way to the theaters. Yeah. We should be hearing Bub. something very soon about that casting, so obviously we'll keep you up to date with that, just like everything else. Um, and then, didn't we have something else uh, in regards yeah, to uh, the X-Men my universe? Name is, my name's Benjamin, uh, yeah, and I'm going to tell you a story. Yes, we did, Benjamin. <laughs> yes, we did. No, I uh, want to hear the story. <laughs> I really want to hear the story now. Oh, gosh. Um, yes, Macy Williams. Uh, some of you might know her from Game of Thrones. Uh, she plays Ari, the youngest. Um, God, why can't I think of their clan name? I can't think of it right now. On, but Ari, man. she's blind right now, people. Spoiler alert if you didn't watch Game whoa, of Thrones. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's blind right now. Um, you know, we. I don't know if we touched on this or not. I mean, we did touch on that. They were talking about a new Mutants movie. Um, she was rumored to play Wolfbane. That was when it first came out. That was about three weeks ago. Um, they caught up with her. Who did? Entertainment Week Weekly caught up with her and they asked her, hey, so uh, you're in a new X-Men movie. 
And she said, and I quote, I can't say much about it at all, but I would absolutely love to be part of it and to be part of the Marvel family. New Mutants looks absolutely incredible, and I've always loved the ideal spinoffs. And the director, Joshua Boone, is incredibly talented. So yeah, sign me up. Well, Macy, first of all, sister, guess what? It's not part of the Marvel family, all right? It's owned by Fox. Yeah, come but on. But hey, I'm going to correct. Hey, hey, you know what? I'll give her A for effort for knowing that much, though. Yeah, Macy, jeez. I'll give her A for effort. She did know all that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, the, like it, the site also mentioned Wolfbane, like we talked about before. Has to be joined by Magic, Cannonball, Mirage, Sunspot, and then of course Storm, the one that plays her Alexandria ship, reprising her role as well as James McA Mc I can't pronounce his name McAvoy, Professor McAvoy McAvoy. Hey, yes, thank you. He he looked at me and was smiling the whole time. Just let me hang out there and die. <laughs> thank you, Benjamin, for coming in for the save. McAvoy. Yeah. Um, so those two are supposed to come back reprise her roles along with everybody else. So. What do you think about the choice uh, for that? I mean, I, one thing that sticks out to me is, like you said, Game of Thrones, because uh, is Fox in love with uh, the Game of Thrones casting now? Because we got uh, Sophie Turner, who's in Game of Thrones. She's the new uh, um, Jean Grey. And now you got Miss Macy Williams in this. Um, I, I think it's cool. I mean, again, like with the other story, in, until it's confirmed, you know. We'll see what happens, but seems like a good choice to me. Seems like a cool character. I'm yeah, down. she's got the acting chops to pull it off. I will say that. Definitely. Sorry, I didn't have much to add to that, my friend. You're looking at me in disappointment. I apologize. Oh my god! I smack you in the face. All right, I'm um, I'm wanting to smack him right now, but he's across the table. If he was yeah. closer, I would smack him right in the face. Yeah. By the way, guys, it's about midway through the show. Follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. Email us questions, topics, anything you want us to discuss. Let us know how we're doing at uh, bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. Please, even if you don't use iTunes, subscribe and rate us and review us on iTunes as well. That would help out a lot. So thank you so much for that. We're at 1,000 followers on Twitter now. So we appreciate you all and you. Uh, all your thank support. You so. Let us know how we're doing, you know. We we want to hear some more feedback, some more questions. We do have an email question later on in the show, so I just made Brandon feel uncomfortable with this impromptu interruption. Yeah, well the impromptu interruption's fine, but then the way you look as you're describing this makes me sick. And while we're at it, we'll just go ahead and drop our personal uh Twitter account. You can find me at Big Papa B I G P A P P A B B Cast. Once again that's B I G. P A P P A B B C A S T. So all together, it was at Big Papa BB Cast, correct? Yes. Okay. Benjamin, I mean, yes. What about you? Ben? Why don't you share us? Mine your is very. Account? Mine is actually very simple. Thank you very much. Mine is my name at B C Cord at B S E C O R D. So and you know, I don't know what you're complaining. You know about. what else you can find them at? At Lightning. Take care of Detroit Red Wings. Oh uh, God. <laughs> Five game series, gotta uh, love it. Anyways, um, let's talk some movies. I don't want to talk about sports right now because I'm depressed about sports. Um, man, I, I wish we were on video right now. Which, hey, maybe we will be someday because you guys could see my look of disgust at this man right here. In front I of almost me. threw an octopus at his face. <laughs> I almost threw something at your face. 20,000 you. Legolas. You already yeah. said you Kitcho. <laughs> 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Benjamin, You already stop. said something about inhaling something I threw at you. Um, uh, did no, you see? You're just a freak. Did you see the new trailer for The Magnificent Seven? I'm asking you, did you see it? Yeah, I'm watching you adjust your microphone. That's Jesus good. Christ. Yeah. Um, I, I watched it as well. I thought it was good. What did you think? Well, um, where do I start at? God. So The Magnificent Seven, it's obviously a new movie coming out. It's a remake of the 1960 film that starred uh, Yul Brynner and Eli Wallach and Steve McQueen, those, those guys from back in the 60s. And now it stars Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, um, and several others. But obviously the trailer dropped on Thursday. What would you think? 
Um, I mean, to me, it looks like every other Western, modern day Western movie. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a good story. I mean, it's going to be good uh, A actors in there. Um, but I mean, nothing that never made me feel like an. Um, I mean, it's nothing that really stood out. I feel like every other Western trailer for any modern day movie I've seen. Um, yeah, I mean, so it was just okay. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna see it, but nothing to be do a backflip over. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I just, I, I love seeing uh, Denzel Washington in a Western. For some reason, it's really cool to me. It looks like it's gonna be real ba. Him, him in a Western just really fits to me. I, I love that. I mean, Chris Pratt, he fits in anything now. What is that face? Are you going to fart? I love seeing Denzel Washington in a Western. It makes me feel great inside. <laughs> oh he gets butterflies, kids. <laughs> At least I didn't say, oh, it was okay. It was okay. It was uh, an okay trailer. You want, I mean, honest opinion, people. It was an okay trailer. Is, is this America? I'm not going to give any specifics. Is this America? But... I, mean, what do you, I mean, I can give you specifics. There was a Gatling gun. Uh, <laughs> there was a lady crying <laughs> asking for money. There was uh, so some, you, a bar scene getting shot up as every Western. There was right, people on horses. I... <laughs> Looked like there was an Indian. Uh, uh, looks like maybe there's some cattle. That's a sub review. <laughs> Holy crap! So, <laughs> so you're telling me you're not excited to see Denzel Washington in a western? You don't think that looks awesome? I mean, Denzel Washington's a great actor. He's good in every movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's, seeing him in a western like this? I mean, I just told you it reminded me of every modern day western. I mean, I that's all I'm saying. I don't what know modern what day western has Denzel Washington in uh, it? Who? I don't. I'm not talking about Denzel Washington. I'm talking about modern day westerns. It's three ten to Yuma. I just. I, I'm surprised you're not more excited about the, about Denzel Washington I, in it. I mean, I thought I mean, he looked really cool. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I thought so did Chris Pratt. His lines in it were cool. So did Ethan Hawke. No, what are you so talking about? So did the Indian guy. Ethan with Hawk didn't so have the Indian, Indian guy with the arrow pointing out of him. I mean. The, there was birds in the background. Should I be thanking them for the, the movie? <laughs> wow, you're taking the details so literal. But, yeah. but folks, I, I mean, I enjoyed the trailer. Like you said, it is a lot like just any modern-day Western, you know, nothing really to jump over. But just seeing Denzel Washington in a Western excites me to see this movie. If it was a different actor in it, I might not be as excited outside of maybe Idris Elba. But... um. I think it's cool. Man, Brandon is just so joyless lately. Jeez Louise. The, you, you don't like Denzel Washington? I do, do like Denzel Washington. Okay. okay. So I don't like, know how we're... Yes, I like Denzel Washington. So does a Western enhance your want to see the movie? Or does him being in a Western enhance it? No, because I would have just... Regardless who they had in the role, I'd so you would see this whether or not Denzel Washington. Probably, I mean, the, the, probably that uh, probably Denzel, inconceivable. Denzel Washington absurd sells this movie for me. That let's just say that. blatantly disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! Man. No, it, uh, okay, honestly, all kidding aside, the movie—it's going to be a good movie. I was just saying it looks like every modern day Western to me. That's all I'm saying. It's gonna be I'm gonna go see it. I'm sure it's gonna make a lot of money. There's a lot of big A list actors in it. I just want you to get more hype. But hey I mean, hey man, or maybe one of the theater, you know. I might get more hyped in the theater. I don't know. It's we'll see. It's only the first trailer. It's all subjective, but you know, okay. I, I'm I'm the one excited for Denzel Washington. My counterpart over here hates Denzel Washington. You, I heard, so. you, heard, it. you heard it from here. You heard it wrong. But check out it. the trailer for Magnificent Seven. Um, don't check out Ridiculous Six, which uh, Adam Sandler just released in uh, on Netflix, a Netflix movie, and it's kind of just a. Uh, mocking of the Magnificent Seven. It's called Ridiculous Six. It's a comedy. It is terrible. Do not watch it unless you want to, uh, I don't know, pass out from boredom and stupidity. Um, but anyways, do we have another news story or are we just kind of buying time at this point? I don't, I don't know because uh, <sighs> I guess... Uh... I'm just I'm just shocked about your Denzel Washington hatred. But um, let's talk some Star Wars. How about that? Uh, okay, or mm, yep. <laughs> all right. Unless you want to, you know. I mean, I, I, I unless you want to change your mind about Jen Denzel Washington. No, I mean, I was just thinking. I don't know what you know. I, what, I got the next story. Don't worry. Okay. 
I butchered the last one, but I'm not going to butcher this one because it's Star Wars. Um, <laughs> so, did you hear what J.J. Abrams said over this past weekend in regards to Ray, the main character in Star Wars, in regards to her parents? Um, I believe so because you explained it to me before we came on the air. So, yes. No, oh my God. Anyways. That was painful. He's J.J. Abrams said. Who's J.J. Abrams? Cute, for the crowd. J.J. Abrams was the director of Star Wars okay. Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. J.J. Abrams um, at the Tribeca Film Festival this past week. Um, when asked in a Q&A about uh, Ray's parents, he says, Ray's parents are not in Episode 7. The filmmaker told the fan who asked outright for their identity. So I can't possibly say in this moment who they are, but I will say it is something that Ray thinks about too. So that right there like debunks like all theories we had about her being Han and Leia's daughter, maybe, or, mm-hmm. or the main theory is that she's Luke's daughter, but not quite. He was quick to point out to Entertainment Weekly that uh, what he actually meant was, and this was after it went wild on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, he said, quote, she doesn't discover them in episode seven. Not that they might not already be in her world, end quote. So he kind of backtracked there, but I kind of am going off of what he first said. I mean, why would he say that? Why would he say Ray's parents are not in episode seven? To me, that right there means I, I don't care if you were meaning that she doesn't discover them in episode seven, but to me, that means they're not in episode seven. I know you say that's not what you meant now, but. I think I'm ready to let go of the theory that she's Luke's daughter or or any sort of Skywalker. What do you think? Well, it's fitting that we're talking about this new subject when I'm staring at a Stormtrooper mug on your counter. That's right. But hold your horses. I will say J.J. Abrams has been known to lie. This is true. This is true. Case in point, look at the last movie, Star Trek 2. That's not Khan. He told that to everybody. That's not Khan. Yeah, he specifically That's said not Khan. Khan was not nope, in that he's movie. not in the movie. J.J. Abrams knows he wants surprises. He knows what to say to get people all worked up. I take it with a grain of salt. If he did do an accident, I, I, I okay. But at the same time, I know how he is and uh, different things he does to get people off the trail. Um, so I take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I don't know. Um I guess we'll have to wait and find out. It's one of those stories where we're not going to know until we see it on film because J.J. Abrams will tell you something until he's blue in the face like he did for all those con interviews about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. You you did good. You pronounced well, okay. it. Okay. See, I had to look for Ben for approval on that because he you, usually gives me a look of death you, if I butcher a name. You pronounced John Favreau right earlier too. So, you, Well, thank you, sir. I just gave him a cookie. Thank you. So, I mean, I just that's what I go back to. Like I remember all the press conferences – that's not Khan. That's nope. He's not come, He's not playing Khan. Nope. And um, I mean, he was looking at the camera, all the interviews. So I don't know. That's how I yeah. take it. But I mean, he directed that film. He's not directing episode eight. Um, but the, no, I see what you mean. So yeah, I mean, he did direct episode seven. He said they're not in episode seven. So like you said, he could totally be just throwing us off. I could see that. I I, I don't hope either way. Like I, I I'm fine with her being. Uh, one of their kids and I'm fine with her not being their kids at all so that's fine I just think that he did slip on this to me that's where I'm going with it just because he backtracked if he was going to try to fool us I don't think he would have backtracked like that yeah I mean I also do what nothing I'll just have a flashback of you being excited about the lightsaber handoff (laughs) At the end of the How movie. How could you not be excited about that? <laughs> that was the, your oh face. my god! I will defend oh, that. Well, I know you will. Scene that, your face. End. That gosh, is. Maybe that might be my favorite scene. Oh, not just ending oh. scene. That might be my favorite scene oh. in any Star Wars movie. What? Definitely. Oh, bleed out your eyes right now. Definitely. That's just <laughs> no. 
<laughs> what? Your favorites? <laughs> Dude, what about your... Remember the whole, oh, I love the TIE fighters coming out the, the moon, like... The sun. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that's, I mean... No, that, that's a good shot. I'm not... That's a good just oh to have God. on your wall as a picture, but... The actual scene, how it played out, the progression of the music as she's going up the steps, the whole movie built up to where the H is Luke Skywalker. We've been waiting for Luke Skywalker since 1983 when he was looking at Ghost Luke or Ghost Anakin, Ghost Yoda, Ghost Obi Wan. We finally see Luke, and it's so emotional with the music and the the look on his face, the look on her face, the the scenery all around it. Just it was just a perfect end to not a perfect movie, but to me, it just made me feel so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm wow. sorry. I'm uh, sorry. I'm my actually, favorite scene, Darth Maul. I'm sorry. I'm actually passionate about something. My, so honestly, is that your favorite scene of all, all of the Star Wars movies? I mean, I'm when not, his body gets cut in half and it falls on the trash dump. Yes, it is. Just that part. Yeah. So nope. not the whole fight. No. Nope. Okay. No, I don't even want to talk about. It. I, I there's so many good Star Wars no, scenes. I mean, there is. There but is. I just can't. I would never pick that. Luke on top of no. No, I, let's not even get into this. I think you need I to watch it again. I, I, I've watched it a couple times, and I literally... I w- so you didn't a, feel any sort of I mean, of I, it was a cool or... shot, but not enough to be like, ah, oh, the, 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 the best scene I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, literally, they sat there and stared at each other with the lightsaber extended, and I was just like... I felt like I could look around the audience and been like, what? It was... <laughs> It was the first movie where I actually sat there just smiling after the credits, unless it was unless there's like a comedy where you're still kind of laughing at the end when the credits first roll. Kind of like Indiana Jones Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was smiling out of just how funny it was, just how bad it was on that. But this, I just had pure joy. I'm I'm gonna defend that scene till the end. Thought it was perfect ending, and it just it. It, it left it just open like, hey, Star Wars is back, and guess what? It's continuing. It doesn't end here. This is a new beginning. I got you. Okay. So that's, that's just how I feel about I, it. I, so. I, hey. respect you. I respect you on that. Got, <laughs> you can cut the passion in here with a knife, man, I tell you. But, hey, that's that's our Star Wars news for this week. Um, and then I think, what's, uh, what's our next news story? Well, uh, William Defoe. You might know him from already playing previously the Green Goblin and um, Spider Man, mm-hmm. the first original Spider Man with Tobey Maguire. He played uh, Jesus in uh, Last Ten Temptation of Christ, the Scorsese film. Yes, <laughs> and I he's can't. Been a, yeah, he's, he's been, been in a, a bunch of movies actually. Um, he's a, the guy. He looks kind of crazy. Platoon. Um, yes, he has been casted, and man. Zack Snyder's Justice League Part 1 in a mystery role. But people... Interesting. Don't be afraid. It's not going to be in the role of a villain, but as a good guy. Who will he be? We have no clue. But, you know, obviously he joins J.K. Simmons and a de-superpowered character, it says. Non-superpowered, so... Interesting. Should be. See, I mean, he would make a good Martian Manhunter, I guess, but that's not happening because he has no powers. Um, what do you think about the casting? I, I mean, I think it's great. I, I like. I like, loved him in Spider Man. Thought he was a cool Green Goblin. Um, I I have no problem with it at all. Like I said, I he makes a great bad guy, so I'm surprised that's, he's not a bad guy. Me too. I mean, he, I could have been a good Brainiac. I loved him in, uh, but I mean, he wasn't a bad guy in, uh, American Psycho. He was great in that. Um, just oh, as yeah. kind of a, pa- almost passive aggressive kind of detective, um, um, in that. So he, he can definitely play that kind of role. I mean, I could even see him as commissioner Gordon, but obviously he's not going to be that mm-hmm. cause we got JK Simmons, but yeah, it's just interesting that both of them were in the, in the exact same movie <laughs> with Marvel. And now they're both in the exact same movie with DC, which is very interesting. I, I wonder if that's, has that ever happened? I wonder. I don't know, but is that like a shot at Marvel? I don't know. Uh, I, I couldn't see that. We'll, we'll keep you guys updated as we learn more information on who he plays. I'm sure we'll be, we'll get, We'll find out before then, but the movie gets released November 17th, 2017. Yes. All right. So, yeah, that's that. 
So, Brandon, I... Oh, no, we have another news story. I do apologize. I was going to go into my Jungle Book review. But what is our next news story? Well, we have Terminator sequels. Won't have Amelia Clark as Sarah Connor. Ah, going on the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones roll kick. Um, yes. Uh, so, Amelia Clark. Uh, what what did she say? At coming soon, she told them that no, I can say that I'm not going to be in Terminator any of the further Terminator movies. But I have very different roles coming up. So, it looks like she's interested in diversifying her movie career and doesn't want to be, I guess, what's the word, stereotyped? Or yeah, typecasted. Cast, typecasted. And, uh, um, staying in the same franchise where you, know, you can't mean, really branch out will, much. Uh, Game of Thrones got on six seasons, yeah, just signed exactly. for a seventh season. So, but maybe she but, just uh, doesn't want to get into like a similar no, pattern. You don't be like Arnold Schwarzenegger where he, he just said he's looking forward to the future of the franchise. Of so course. apparently he'll be... He ain't governor no more. He, yeah, does, he be, doesn't have anything to do. Yeah, he's got great commercials. Mobile strike. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about get the I mobile phone and download it. Seems like he'll pick any role now just because uh, he's pretty, bored. Pretty much. I do love uh, Amelia Clark, though. She is a great actress. What She didn't ruin the movie. Yeah, she was great in it. Um, so it's just interesting. I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm sure that's kind of a blow to the studio. Uh, so they're going to have to recast Sarah Connor once again. That's yeah. kind of interesting ridiculous Um, she had a really cool take on the character like i said she wasn't the downfall of the movie i mean the movie did decent you know in the box office and stuff but um like i said she wasn't the downfall of it so it's kind of kind of you know kind of sad to see her go but what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. can't uh if you want a sequel you can't you know if they don't have a contract can't really force them to do it Mm -hmm. but maybe they'll write her a fat check and maybe she will do it so who knows I I concur hundred percent. Um, just I'll run these down real quick. <laughs> we had a couple real quick news stories before our friend Benjamin uh, hits us up with a review of the Jungle Book. But real quick, did you see the picture of Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa? I sure did. What do you think? I mean, it looked very '90s cartoonish to me. Like it didn't look modern. Like I think this movie should look more modern and. And uh, I don't know. It, it didn't work for me. Well, I, I got you. I'll be honest with you. I grew up watching that show, uh, Power Rangers. That was one of my shows growing up. Um, it's funny that you said modern because Elizabeth Banks actually said the complete opposite of what you're saying. She really? said it's definitely a modern and edgy reimagining of the original Rita Repulsa. So she thinks it looks modern. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The, it, looks nothing like, it looks nothing like Rita from the show. Yeah. Absolutely. If you saw the picture... You don't even think it's the same franchise. So it's definitely... To me... Go ahead. No, it just definitely piqued my curiosity on how they're going to go with this. How are the Power Rangers going to look like? They just released the new logo for the movie. Kind of some similar stuff, but not really. So it's... uh, I'm I'm interested. You know, like I said, I grew up watching it. I'm a 90s baby when it comes to that way. So, um, yeah. Um... Well, you weren't born in the 90s. You weren't a 90s baby. Well, you were a 90s kid. 90s kid, there baby. <laughs> I mean, this dude. People are going to think we're we're little kids over here. Um, I wish. Um, but uh, to me, it was. It looks very Star Trek Next Generation-y. I, I, um, I can see that. More than Power Rangers. But yeah, I mean, it totally looks different than the TV show, uh, Rita Repulsa. I mean, she. It might be a modern take on the character, but just that initial picture to me, just right away, just kind of threw me off. Just looked very '90s or Star Trek Next Generation, or even kind of like the Power Rangers TV show. It didn't really look modern to me, but I we'll see when we get. I'm sure we'll get more images and see her in the trailer and things like that. When does that movie come out? Okay, let's see. That movie comes out March 24th, 2017. Oh, okay, so about a, a little over, a little less than a year. And the last story before Ben gets into his review, um, speaking of 90s babies, we might have ourselves a live-action Pokemon movie coming out. Gotta catch them all! Uh, yeah, according to this news report, there's three studios uh, in a bidding war to uh, get the movie rights to Pokemon. We got Legendary, Warner Brothers, and Sony. 
So they all are in a bidding war, supposedly, to get the rights to this movie. Um, so, you know, or I don't know. I didn't really. I mean, I played the game it, once or twice. Never played the game really. Never watched the TV show. The movie made eighty million. The cartoon movie when it came out. So I mean, there's obviously potential to make money. It's coming up on the twentieth anniversary. It looks like. So, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's cool. It's interesting that it's going to be live action. Um, I, I think they could do a lot of cool stuff with that. It's just if they do it right. If they do it wrong, it could be a total disaster. Um, but I mean, I, I I I collected the cards. I watched the TV shows. I just I, if they do do it, I I would just be interested in it. If they did like the first hundred and fifty one characters, I don't know any of the characters after that. They've come out with so many more. I have no idea any of the new Pokemon. Um, so I'll be interested if it's just the originals. But not a question. Yeah. Did you? Get your lunch money taken as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the cool, believe it or not, the cool kids at my school collected Pokemon cards. So you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I would always, the, I would always make the most. I would be so deceiving to my little cousin. <laughs> I would tell which give, one. I would uh, Jared. Oh, Jared, you <laughs> sucker! <laughs> I once I've traded him like. He had like a really rare card, and I had this like crappy plant Pokemon, and I traded him for it, just saying how awesome the one I had was, and just I, how I wanted. How do you feel about that, Jared? <laughs> just I told him just how I wanted him to have the good one. I wanted to do this for yeah. him. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the sad was... thing is, I know Jared. I'm just thinking about his face right now. Oh, look at the best Pokemon card. <laughs> so yeah, I totally ripped him off. Oh wow, so, you're that, that guy. Was, yeah, it was very. Deceiving. So, but yeah, Pokemon live action movie could be cool if they do it in the right way. Gotcha. Uh, show me pictures, show me a trailer, and yeah. I'll be able to decide more. But initially, it sounds it it piques my interest. Okay. You could say. So, I saw Jungle Book this weekend. Did I mention that? Uh, yes, we did. Yeah. I mean, as you know, as everyone knows, I've been talking up this movie ever since I saw the trailer for it. The first trailer for it, you know, definitely got me interested, but it was the second trailer that really got me excited for it with the music and the the visuals. But yeah, I went to see it this weekend. Um, first, what's that? No, I just before you get into it, was it, how was was the theater packed? Oh yeah, yeah, it was. I don't think there was an empty seat, even in the front no. section. Um, Overall, I'm just going to start off by saying it was great. Um, amazing visuals. I uh, loved the voices of all the characters. I think uh, Shere Khan, Idris Elba, Shere Khan was terrific. He was, the tiger was just menacing. I couldn't believe it wasn't a real tiger. Like, that's how great the visuals wow. were. Okay. Like, can't believe this wasn't filmed in a jungle. It was all on a soundstage and, you know, in front of a blue screen. Um, yeah, even uh, Ka, uh, Scarlett Johansson as Ka was in it. Um, she was great. Even mm. she was barely in it. Pretty much what you see in the trailer is what you get no. from her. Yeah, yeah. That that I was a little thrown off by. Um, it's pretty much the same story as the original, okay. without giving anything away. Or the original animated version. Um, you know, they do their own little spin on the on the songs and on the story a little bit. The wolves are more involved in it. You know, okay. the people who raised them, which is cool. Um, Lupita Nyong'o um, voiced his the mom wolf, and uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who was Gus on Breaking Bad, did the did the Papa Wolf. They were great. Uh, Bill Murray as uh, Baloo, awesome. He, you know, was basically the comic comedy comic relief for the movie. Okay. Um, loved Ben Kingsley as uh, as uh, the Panther uh, Bagheera. He was great. But yeah, just the the movie. It was just a, a fun movie to watch. Like there was no. It, it did. The beginning was a little slow. Um, that might have been one of its downfall. I wish they built up Mowgli and uh, Baloo's relationship a little more. That could have been done better. Uh, you didn't really feel any emotion in it. Um, you know, there was no points where there was anything sad or anything. Um, the kid who plays Mowgli is great. Spot on. Yeah, definitely. He's a great actor. I mean, he, he 
they had to act basically with <laughs> nobody there. I mean, it's yeah. all CGI. So, I mean, that alone was great. Um, great final scene. But what stole the show for me was uh, Christopher Walken as King Louis. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like you cannot look away during that whole sequence with him at, at, at his palace or whatever. Um, he, he does the, the little, I want to be like you song, you know, it's own little take on it, which is great. Um, just the look of him and the Christopher Walken's voice with it was great. Um, and, uh, just the the interaction with him and Mowgli. Just I, I don't know that whole scene. Like I could just watch that scene and be happy with the movie. But yeah, again, overall, great great movie. Um, okay. I'd I'd go see it again. I mean, it was I saw, saw it with my six year old, and he was actually a little scared. Um, he didn't like it because he was scared. So if you got younger kids, you know, it might be a little too intense for them. I mean, there are moments where you kind of jump a lot, but it's nothing like too terrifying. It's not too violent either okay. i mean it's rated pg so they don't show much um but yeah overall great movie i actually gave it an 8.5 out of 10 so okay that's did they leave it open for a sequel oh yeah definitely and i mean as you said earlier they already confirmed there's there's yeah. gonna be a sequel yeah. so i mean it's it it ended where it didn't have to be a sequel but that's what it, I meant to, that's yeah. why i should have phrased it okay yeah i mean you, you could j- easily just be a standalone movie and and they could be done with it and that's fine but yeah they could easily do a sequel too so yeah i i had a lot of fun watching it definitely would see it again um and definitely recommend it great and yeah, like i said the visual effects are just out of this world like it's there's points where you're just like how is that not a real animal like very cool so yeah okay. like i said had a lot of fun watching it well there you go folks straight out of the butcher shop uh ben gives the movie a must-see go ahead and check it out i'm gonna That's be right. checking it out myself a little bit later uh, so definitely if you get a chance to check it out yes sir all right um now we have a question from our listener so we're gonna do that it's that time um it's a uh, you know, once a month, we're going to try to do uh, email questions from you guys. This week, uh, we get a question from James from Michigan. He writes, I have a question. Uh, first, he says, good morning, Ben and Brandon. Uh, I have a question for you concerning movie etiquette. Mm-hmm. I heard recently that some movie theaters are setting aside certain times specifically to allow texting during the movie. I haven't experienced one of those showings yet myself, as I prefer shutting the phones off to enjoy a movie. But I was wondering what your thoughts are on this. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for the question, James. And yes, thank you. Obviously, that's been kind of a big topic this week, because what, at AMC? It was AMC that released yeah, that. Yeah, they said... They might have texting in certain showings for certain movies. And I, so, yeah, what were your initial thoughts when you first heard Thought that? It was the dumbest thing ever, and it was going to make me not go to any AMC movies to watch a movie. Why, why take away from the movie experience, especially nowadays when movies cost so much? Who wants somebody texting behind them the whole time or a bright screen when it's dark in there? You know, I mean, it just takes away from the movie experience. I mean, people are making, forking over their hard-earned money to do this. They're worried about pirating. That's why people pirate movies. Yep. You have people texting, talking on their cell phones, you know, and you're, you don't want to be rude, and you don't want to always be like, hey, can you stop? But, I mean, nowadays, nobody, I mean, it's just, that would, no. I, I, I wouldn't have been, been happy with it. I literally, I'm, I'm all kidding aside, wouldn't have, not have gotten AMC 20, yeah. or AMC movies in general, because... I'm yeah, in. yeah. Why? Why would I spend this kind of money just to get distracted and not actually be watching the movie and enjoying it? Totally agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, you got people who don't even go to movies now just because they can't take the distractions. I mean, I hate when people are kicking my seat or if they're mm-hmm. making so much noise with their candy wrappers yep. and things like that. You know, making talking during the movie. Um, I mean, uh, even, uh, my dad who hates going to the movies, but he has to sit in the back row. So no one sits in, you know, no one kicks his seat. Yeah. Um, 
So, but yeah, th- them having texting in the theater would be just ridiculous. That would be, I mean, how would that entice people to go no. to the movies? And I know they're trying to attract younger and younger audience. I think that's what AMC said. But okay, so what you need to do is this. If you were going to do that from a business standpoint, which I still say is stupid, you make sure that rule is only allowed for teenager movies that only teenagers are going to go see. Keep it limited to that because... Like I said, the movies in themselves already have distractions, like you said, rappers, popcorn, people chewing, kids yep. kicking the. Ba- that already has its own distractions, and you have to deal with that already. Texting, a texting conversation. Literally, I've been in text conversations. They're not one text you're done usually. Uh, it takes a five minute conversation on the phone takes twenty minutes of texting, so that's gonna be an all day event when you're when you're texting. So yep. Um, and like I said, nowadays kids. Kids don't have respect for anything, so you give them the chance to text, they're going to text, and they're yeah, not going to care about it. Exactly. So. If you're going to do that, have specific showings, just like teenage showings, yep. where, hey, this specific showing, yep. we're having this, but we have plenty of other showings for people who don't want texting. Yep. This is yours, but this is the teenage theater. Yep. You know, do what you want. But, yeah, that would be ridiculous. But AMC, after all the <laughs> backlash they got about it, did release a statement saying, they are not following through with that. Thank that is you. not happening. So, Absolutely great. There you go, James. Jimmy. There you go, Jimmy. Can I call you Jimmy? Kind of. Th- James, I kind of feel Jimmy? like I know this guy. Jimmy. Jimmy. Might know him too. I'm not sure. We'll see. <laughs> uh, right. So, yeah, thanks for the question. Hopefully, uh, yeah, I hope that's good news to you that uh, AMC did confirm that they're not doing that. So, it's definitely good news to us. Um. So, with that, all right, so that's pretty much our show. Um, Benjamin, can I say one thing? Yes, please. I was proud of your Jungle Book review. You sold me on seeing the movie, so I'm going to go check it out awesome. hopefully this weekend. Great. That's that's what I intend. Um, next week, we'll have a Keanu review, that new Key and Peele, Key and Peele, that new Key and Peele movie. Um, we'll have a review on that next week. Yeah, and you, my friend, had your first little experience with the press. Yeah, review. yeah, yeah. I went and uh, saw it tonight. So I was supposed to be there, but yeah. work calls. That's why we're two ordinary guys. Yes, because we have to work, and unfortunately, work called, so I couldn't go with him. But yeah, so he'll be reviewing that uh, next week. Look forward to that. Yep. And yeah, it comes out next weekend, so I figured we'll do a review on it for that. Um, all right. So, as always, we want to predict what's going to happen next week. Um, I think there's only one main release this yep. week. Yeah, one big release. Uh, the Huntsman Winter's War, which is a continuation of that uh, Snow White movie, Huntsman... Uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got that coming out. Uh, Universal movie. Um, let's see here. Just pulling up last week's as well. Okay, Brandon. So what do you think? What? Uh, how do you think the box office top five will fall this week? Well, you know, Huntsman, I think, is going to get some money. But I don't think it will be enough to knock out the Jungle Book. Give me Jungle Book at one. Um Huntsman at two, Barbershop at three, Zootopia at four, and The Boss at five. Interesting. So you got Zootopia bump, bumping up one, huh? Yep. Oh, I think it's. Nice. I think it might sit over. I think The Boss is going to drop down this week. That's my guess. Yeah. I, that's well, at least that's what I wrote earlier before the show started. So uh, maybe I should look at the box office better. But nah. I'll stick to what I have. Zootopia at four, The Boss. I think we'll just make enough money to up, keep The Boss. Uh, switch flip flop them, I should say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, Jungle Book one, uh, Huntsman. Uh, yeah, Huntsman two, Barbershop three. Oh man. Um. The the boss four. And Zootopia five. I'm gonna say Batman v Superman falls out of there. It's only was only. 800,000 away from falling out this week, um, or 800,000 away from being number five, I should say. So, there you have it. Um, so, we literally, all we did was just flip-flop. Did we? Um, 
Because you uh, have Zootopia in there, I don't, right? Or what no, do? no, you have Zootopia. Oh, yeah. You have, have Zootopia Z- at five. Oh, okay. And I have Zootopia at four. Oh, gotcha. So we just have Zootopia and the boss flip-flop. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, Jungle Book, yeah, I can't imagine anyone knocking that off until Civil War. That's, yeah, because he, he, next week we have Keanu, and then the week after that is, is it Civil War? No, maybe, I think there might be one know. more week. I, I don't I, know. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it next week definitely so again that is our show again follow us on twitter at blockbuster cast um email us bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com my personal account is at bccord b-e-c or b-s-e-c-o-r-d what's yours brandon well at bccord can even spell it correctly. Um, at <laughs> Big Papa BB Cast. That's B I G P A P P A B B C A S T. Once again, thank you for letting us hit, making us hit a thousand followers. We definitely appreciate that. That's a good look for us. Good look for you guys. Thank you once again. Yes, sir. So yeah, again, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Let us know how we're doing. Follow us. Subscribe on iTunes. Rate and review us. We'd appreciate it. But yeah, thanks again for joining us. Have a good day. Yep. See you next week, and we'll see you at the movies.